What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Please take your seats. School is now in session. Welcome to Homeschool Podcast. Homeschool. The Homeschool Podcast. Why? Because it was homeschool. It's time to document the journey. Hello again there, and welcome back to Homeschool Podcast. As you missed me, I missed you guys. Listen, guys, sorry about last week. There was no episode last week. Um, <clears throat> it, it, it's, it's a crazy time of year for me. I've uh, been, been a little busy, but um, I mean, uh, not to give excuses or anything like that. It's just it's just been hectic. Uh, shows, been touring on the road and stuff like that. Uh, this podcast, unfortunately, didn't end up uh, towards the top of my list of things to do, and I wasn't able to get it done. Also, figuring that um, I thought I had a podcast last week on somebody else's, and you know me, I don't like to overstay my welcome, so I uh, ended up mixing up the date, and I didn't have a podcast like last week, so I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> we're here now, and that's all that matters. I haven't talked to you guys since, um, not last week, but the week before, so if you did come out to my show in uh, Vancouver, Washington, I really want to thank you. I thought it was a great show. Um, I haven't been that happy with uh, the overall show in quite some time, meaning MC was great, opening acts were all great. Um, I was pretty happy with my own performance, even though I did hit some <clears throat> sensitive topics that uh, normally that side of the country usually gives me some grief over and I'm sure that they were like a little frozen on certain things, but overall great reaction, really happy with it. And, um, I'm really happy with the way that things are going in, uh, the standup comedy career for me personally, uh, going into the year 2023. And we'll talk a little bit about that later on in this episode, but that's not what this episode is about. This episode is uh, about something else. We're going to talk about addictions and uh, how they can affect you and things that people are most popularly addicted to, uh, such as alcohol, drugs, smoking, uh, some of the hardest things to quit, gambling, you know, specifically how they can affect your Performance, if you're a live performer like I am, a stand-up comedian, or overall your career goals and future. So um, I know it sounds like a lot, but this is not going to be a long episode, guys. It's just me, solo, no guests, no co-host. Just a little one-on-one with me and you. And before we begin, uh, like I said, thank you everybody that came out to Vancouver, Washington. It's a great time. 
you can catch me next. Here's what I got for you. The month of November, I'm staying home in L.A., so uh, for, for the most part. The next show you can catch me on, I'm in Hollywood. I'm doing an evening with Alfred Robles. It's the night before Thanksgiving. So uh, you can get tickets on my website, homeschoolpod.com. Or after that, December 3rd, I'm headed to Memphis, Tennessee. So tickets are on sale right now for Memphis. They're actually already started to sell. So uh, it's one night only. It's one show only. It's my first time ever coming to Memphis. I don't know when I'll be back again. Hopefully soon, but you never know. Uh, And it it doesn't hold that many guys. You know me, I'm Captain 60-seater. So make sure you get your seats I appreciate the support. If you've been listening to this show for a few years and you're in Memphis, this is uh, you know, a rare thing that I'm going there. And I'm going there with with a heavy, with a heavy 45 to 60 minute set that I'm happy with and having a lot of fun with. So come on out, Memphis, Tennessee. And then um, after that, I'm doing some taping and comedy competition. Uh, a taping for like a Netflix thing or something like that in uh, in Burbank. That's uh, December 9th. And then at the end of the year, December 29th through 31st, ending the year out, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. But I'm featuring for a comedian named Trix that I like working with. Great guy, really, really funny. And that's how I'm ending my um, that's how I'm ending my New Year's right there. So New Year's shows, Phoenix. And then 2023, I got a whole new tour dates for you. Headlining only. Um, I'm excited about it. I got a new tour name for 2023. Hitting some some uh, cities that I've hit before, hitting some cities I've never hit before. So I'm excited. It's it's gonna be fun. Really, really excited. So I mean, that's why I say like I got good things going on in 2023. I've got like half my year booked up already. This early on, it's fucking great. I like a little bit more in uh, March, May, and in February. But you know what, guys? Uh, this is fucking. Uh, the strongest I've started any year before in my stand-up comedy career. This many advanced bookings. I'm going to go ahead and knock on wood because I don't need another fucking pandemic locking nothing down. But how do we keep this in my control? And that is going to be keeping a well mind, keeping your eye on the prize. So let's talk about addiction. This is Homeschool Podcast. I'm Augustino Zoida. Let's talk about it, all right? Um, the reason I want to talk about addiction is because I think that maybe... I could have an addictive personality, okay? I'm not, uh, I'm fortunate enough that, you know, again, I'm not going wood here, that I haven't uh, fallen down any type of dark holes like uh, people I've known in the past hasn't gotten that bad, but I know that I do have an addictive personality and I know that, um, you know, whatever, whatever I do, I do it 210%. <laughs> and that could be a good thing or that could be a bad thing. You know, if I'm going to do stand-up, I fucking study everything about it. I'll hit it hard. I'll go out every night. You know what I mean? I, I'm 210%. Like, if if you're going to give me, uh, prescribe me something because I'm sick, and they go like, well, it says take two on the back. Guys, give me fucking five. Like, that's normally how I am. I'm not recommending that for any type of drug, but I'm not talking about hard drugs either. I'm talking about Advil's. Tylenols, fucking stuff when you got a cold, you know, and people always go, here, take two. I go, what what the fuck you could give me two for? Give me fucking five. Like, that's how I do things. I don't think that's addiction because I never will have them again. It's not like I'm now I'm hooked on Tylenol painkillers. No. Um, It's just the way I've always been. Like, why? The the back says fucking two because they want it to work enough until it doesn't, so you got to keep buying more. But, you know, also I've known that I've always had a very high tolerance with everything. 
you know, a, a, a lot of um, stand-up comedy fans and people that know me through other podcasts, stuff like that. It's a big marijuana community. Now, I never fell down that rabbit hole of the marijuana. I'm not known as like a, a stoner comic, you know, nor do I want to be. And <clears throat> I mean, maybe if I got into that when that was taking off, my podcast would have been further. I don't fucking know. Don't think it hasn't crossed my mind, but I'm not a fucking stoner guy. Why? Because I don't get fucking high until I get too high. Like, that's it. There's two, there, there's no happy meeting with me. There's, I feel absolutely nothing until, oh, fuck, now I got to vomit because I'm fucking ate, ate some edibles or some shit like that. It's just not enjoyable for me, so it doesn't make any sense for me to do it. Now it's just me personally. But I've always been that way, you know? I'm 210%, like whatever the fuck it is. And, 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 you know, so, so like, give me, I, I have a very high tolerance, okay? Like, uh, I can fucking, uh, <clears throat> whatever it takes, like, I'm a big guy, you know? I don't weigh that much anymore. I've lost a lot of weight recently, but I've always weighed more. I'm big in general. I'm short, like, like, 5'9", fucking typical Italian height, but I'm wide. I'm stocky, you know what I mean? I'm fucking big. It takes a lot to take me down, you know, and I always tell people, I, I, I've had trouble sleeping, people give me sleeping pills, they give me one, two, whatever the fucking box is, and I'll still be up all fucking night, like, I know my tolerance, you gotta give me fucking more of everything, now, <clears throat> this can be an addictive personality, this could be dangerous if you have a, an addictive personality, and uh, so anything you give me, I'll overdo it, if I'm drinking, I'll fucking overdo it, if I'm, uh, you know, smoking, I'll be puffing that shit all day. So now here's what we're, here, this is what I want to talk about today. Uh, now, yes, I drink. I do enjoy a, a drink, guys. Now, it, it, it's not out of control for me. First of all, I'm not a mean drunk. And I'm a nice drunk. I'm not, There's two types of drunks. There's the asshole. There's the guy that tells you he loves you 19 times. I'm the latter, all right? But I never really get it, let it get that bad. If I am going to sit and indulge in... Uh, you know, have too many cocktails, I, uh, you know, typically make sure I'm home when I'm doing that. I, I've i always had a good, even though I have a, an addictive personality, I've always had a good, like, balance over uh, not knowing when to not do stuff, you know. I'll make sure I'm home, I'm safe, I'm not driving, I'm not around anybody else, or I could fuck up my career or anything like that. But, um, you know, with smoking, too, it's like it's, it would be easy for me to... to get addicted i've never been a smoker like my whole life i've never been a smoker so until recently so that's what we're talking about this all right so it uh it's hard to say when it started when i was maybe 18 19 years old i I would i would start going to like hookah places you know that was the popular thing back then there was all these hookah lounges that would pop up and you go with fucking chicks and stuff so i did that that was no big deal and then, you know, somewhere down the road, I bought a hookah for the house, and you just bust it out on special occasions. And then something happened where I started to find another place I was selling hookah, hookah tobacco, and I started getting into it again. This is like, you know, like, I, I tell you what, it was during the pandemic where I'm home a lot. Let's fucking fire up the hookah and smoke a little bit here. And it's something that I, my wife and I would do, but she's a light smoker. Like, she won't do it unless I'm making it. She's not going to be like, hey, you want to smoke hookah? Like, I got to be the one who's going to make it. And then once I make it, she'll take a couple of puffs. But I'm if you fucking let me hold that thing, I'll hold it and I won't fucking pass it. I'm that guy. I'll sit there all day. That's what I'm saying. 210%. I'll fucking won't let the thing go. And so that's how it starts. But again, it was just occasional. And then, you know, after the stresses of the world or, 
whatever it is, I wouldn't mind, you know, at the end of the day, sitting down, having a cocktail, putting on a movie, unwinding, relaxing, firing up a little hookah, all right? It's a little pain in the ass to do the whole hookah and everything every time. It's also a little dangerous if you're not careful. You can bump into it, the fucking coal falls. You know, you might burn a hole in the floor or something like that. So it's a little bit of a pain in the ass. But I I, I was, I, I, uh, I, I laid off it for like a while. And then also another thing is is that I started getting into cigars, which I've always enjoyed a cigar ever since I was, uh, I don't want to say young, but, you know, young. And um, <clears throat> the thing is is that my wife hates fucking the smell of cigars. So I'll do it like when she goes out of town. That's how it starts. And then it started like, well, I go on the town way more than her. So when I went out on a town, out of town, I would go and i get a cigar. Because I go to town for comedy shows. And I would buy a cigar. This way I can sit outside after my show and enjoy myself. And it was like one for the whole weekend, you know. Or sometimes, Then I started to get the black amounts because they're little. And I can have it in one sitting rather than you know, buying a whole one and it goes to waste. So that's how it starts. And then you end up going to the, some of these towns and some of these gigs. Where there's nothing to fucking do in town. And then, you know, you just... You're not really around anything fun to do nor any good food to eat. And uh, so, you know, uh, I was buying a lot of fucking uh, those uh, black amounts. Just to get a whole pack. You know, it's cheaper. You go through it. And then I was, now I'm doing it between shows. Okay. And then the vape started. Okay. So I forget how the vape started. I think the vape started with just... I don't really remember. I think there was a couple people around me that were smoking, and I go, let me try that, and I would hit it. Oh, that tastes pretty good. And I never really started buying it myself. But somewhere along the line, it hits you. Like, why don't I just fucking buy my own instead of borrowing other people's all the time when I see them smoking? Hey, can I try that? So now I'm, like, buying them and buying them because come from the road so much, I got used to smoking a cigar and unwinding. I don't like to taste cigarettes, so I have cigars. And unwinding, you know, stresses and stuff like that. So I got used to doing that on the road being depressed during the pandemic, being depressed, being on the road in a place that's not so fun and you're away from your family a lot, traveling stresses you. So I got used to the cigar, but then I'm home and now my wife doesn't like to smell cigars. So the vapes are just so fucking easy. You know, you can smoke in the house. They don't stink. She likes the smell of it. She smokes it with me too, but she'll take, like I said, a couple of hits and then she gives it back. But if you let me hold on to that thing, I will fucking hold on to that thing and I won't let it go. I'll smoke it till it, one of them I'll buy, it'll burn out in one day. They're supposed to last you like a fucking week. Not with me. Um, and my brother-in-law who meets up with me from time to time when I go on the road was, uh, you know, he'd have one and I'd have one and we'd, hey, try this flavor, try this flavor. Or we'd go buy them out on the road. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of both were a bad influence on each other in, in that sense. And, um, anyway, long story short is I'm trying to quit that shit because I know it's really, really bad for you. In fact, it's, uh, it's voting day today. It's November 8th. And one of the, uh, you know, propositions here in California was they wanted to ban the flavored ones of those e-vapes, which, uh. You know what? I'm fucking for that one. A lot of propositions, I'm either not for it or I don't even know what the fuck it is. I just don't trust it. You know, everybody, every commercial you see is like, vote no on this or vote yes on this. But whoever paid for that commercial obviously has an agenda. So they're going to tell you all the best parts of their thing and not the bad parts of it. And then the other person on the opposing is going to do the same thing. So I don't trust each thing until I like research the fuck out of it. It's like, you know... Like, uh, vote no on whatever, because they're going to, 
take away dialysis machines from it. Like, like obviously, there's they're not just unplugging dialysis machines for the fuck of it. There must be like an alternative. There's two sides to the fucking story. What's how do we know that they they're gonna unplug them because there's another treatment for people with dialysis you know that's gonna end up being cheaper like we don't know and now this is about to hurt your pocket so let's fucking do research on shit but the one thing that i do and maybe this is not wherever you're listening to this maybe it's not because i know that some states like when i was in massachusetts i went in to buy an e and uh and, and then in um when i was in aspen colorado they're like we don't fucking have those you gotta go outside of aspen and once you got closer to denver you could buy one and then in Massachusetts, they've completely banned flavored ones. So I couldn't buy a flavor one. And I don't like just the nicotine flavor. So, uh, so, but out here in California, so that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to ban the candy flavored fucking nicotine, which I fucking get. That's one thing I can get behind. A, I need to fucking quit. All right. So if I know that if they stop selling the flavored ones, I'm going to have no option but to quit because I don't like the other one. And two, I mean, they got a pretty strong argument. Why would you make it fucking candy flavored if you weren't trying to get kids hooked on fucking nicotine? So, I mean, that one for me seems like something great to vote for. But anyway, so I tell myself, I'm going to stop smoking these fucking things. I, I, it, 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 it's, it's affecting me. You know what I mean? I know it's bad for me. Even if I don't notice the effects, I still know it's bad for me. In the long run, this is not good. But... I also did notice stuff. You know, if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know the last, like, uh, I don't know how long, a couple of months, I've got myself into this uh, HIT workout group. It's uh, a six-month course. Then we take two weeks off. Six-month course, we take two weeks off. So I'm about to do, I think, like the third or fourth one. And I've noticed that uh, the last one I did, it was affecting me, shortness of breath. I was smoking way too much, you guys. So... I tell myself that I'm going to stop smoking, okay? And then I did. And it happened to be on the two weeks where we were on hiatus from the workout group, okay? Starts up again tomorrow, by the way. But anyway, so that first week where I didn't have any workout classes or nothing like that, that was actually when I you know, ran out of my vape and I had told myself I ain't going to buy another one. So, however, that week... I drank almost every fucking day. Actually, I think I drank every day that week. I haven't drank every day for a week straight since like the pandemic. And and since I got into this workout class. Drinking every day started with the pandemic. I got in these habits of sitting at home and watching movies and drinking. And then when I got myself into the workout, guys, I lost 20 pounds. And I was cutting my drinking in half. I don't not drink anymore. Listen, guys, I like drinking. I ain't going to tell you that I don't fucking like drinking. I just told you I got an addictive personality, but you know, that's, uh, <clears throat> that's neither here or there, you know, uh, I just realized I wasn't fucking recording the video of this. So I guess this is going to be an audio only fucking podcast. Oh, well, um, but anyway, that's, uh, th- that's the, that's the video that, that, that's it right there. You know, that, those are bad combinations, but I've always had control over my fucking drinking. You know, like I said, I do it at home. Um, but what I'm doing is, is I just didn't smoke for a week. And I'm like, oh, I went a whole week and I didn't buy a fucking vape. Yeah, but I drank every fucking day for a week. And like I said, I hadn't done that since the pandemic or since I got myself into this class. And the class is every other day. It's Monday morning, Wednesday morning, Friday morning, and they're early in the morning. So I didn't like the feeling of waking up like 
hungover, or I drank the night before, you know what I mean, you're working out, you don't feel so great, you don't feel 100%, so I started just, <clears throat> I started just, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry guys, I'm all distracted now, because I'm pissed off at myself about the fucking, not recording the video, but anyway, my eight fucking YouTube followers are going to be really pissed, so anyway, um, <clears throat> I cut the drinking in half, so now I'm drinking like only on the weekends and maybe I would do wine Wednesday with the wife, you know, and then so I would just start drinking on the weekends. It was great. But then, you know, the class was over. I was kind of having an unwinding week. It's been very stressful. I've been touring a lot. So I drink every fucking day. And also I was not vaping. So now I'm drinking more. And then <clears throat> I went and bought a vape because I was like, I fucking need one in a stressful week of shit like that. And then I go like, Oh, well, at least I didn't fucking drink this week. So I went like a whole week and I didn't drink. But I fucking smoked the vape every fucking day. So, you know what it is? It's not beating an addiction. It's replacing one. That's what you're doing. And I like to think of it as like, you ever clean your house? You clean your house and you clean the living room. But all you're doing... It's taking all the shit from the living room and you're fucking throwing it in the bedroom. And then you clean your bedroom and you're taking all that shit and you're putting it in the fucking closet or in the living room. And you go, I clean my bedroom. All you're doing is moving problems from room to room. And that's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. With addictive things. Is, oh, I didn't fucking drink this week. But I replaced it with smoking. That's why I didn't drink as much because I reduced it with the smoking. When I go out and do comedy, whether I'm on a show or I'm not on a show, I like to have a drink. Not necessarily before my set, but after. Or if I'm not performing, even more. Because if you're not performing, you don't really have an excuse to be there. And it's awkward as shit to hang around with comics while they're fucking drinking and you're just standing there like an idiot. So I was, you know, you drink every night. But because I was smoking vapes, I could be out there with them. They're smoking cigarettes and I don't have to have a drink. I'm saving money. I'm not drinking. But I've just replaced one problem with another. Same thing goes with, uh, you know, when I stop smoking. I just drank every day. It's just replacing one problem with another. And I'm not saying I have a problem like it's out of control. But, guys, uh, you want to be your absolute fucking best? You have to. You have to. And I'm talking it from the standpoint of a stand-up comedian. There are many fucking great stand-up comedians are out there. You want to give it your fucking all, you know? And I've noticed. I've talked about this before. I've had episodes on it in the past. When you're healthier, you're a better performer. You're a better comic. For sure. For sure. You're a clearer mind. It comes from what you consume. And not only that, but I've seen people be consumed by addiction. Especially in stand-up comedy. Whether it be drugs, alcohol. I've seen guys lose their lives because of drugs and alcohol. Uh, whether they went too far or just, you know, like suicide, stuff like that. I've seen it a lot, guys. I've seen it a fucking lot. I've seen guys get banned from comedy clubs because they acted a fool in the comedy clubs because they were fucking drunk or high. I've seen guys go up on stage, which is my number one fear, and completely forget their act. When they were, imagine you're supposed to be the headliner and do 45 minutes, and you completely forgot the whole act from the beginning. All you can get through is like, starting ones and you just couldn't even finish the thought like i've seen guys that fucking wasted on stage and it's scary and i don't ever want to fucking be there and it kicks me in the ass and guys i've never even been close to being there 
Uh, I mean, I've been like pretty buzzed on stage before, and then when I got off stage, and I go, I don't fucking like myself like that. I want to be the sharpest. I want to be my best. And I don't ever want to be in a position where a comedy club's not going to book me anymore, or they start, you know, rumors start spreading about me that I'm a fucking mess or that I ain't good or nobody's going to want to work with me. I always want to be my fucking best. Remember my act. Be in the moment. Be quick to react to things in the room. Um, there's way too many good comedians out there for you not to give it your absolute best that you can't afford to, you can't afford to not give it your best. And, uh, that, that's the, it's just so important, you know? And that's why you can't just replace addictions. You can't. Unless you're going to replace it with something productive. Like, I'm going to become addicted with fucking the stage. And I'm going to do everything I can to get on stage and become, like, the best fucking comic. Or whatever it is that you do. Those are, like, I think healthy healthy replacements. Like, guys, I'm no pro. I ain't no AA fucking sponsor or anything like that. I've heard people say that, like, addicts are always addicts. It's just, they just fucking overcome that shit. I, I, I don't know nothing. But I do know that I've caught myself... Replacing addictions with addictions. And you're just moving the problem from room to room. Like you're cleaning your house, but you're not really cleaning it. You're just moving the shit around. So, uh, you gotta just fucking go cold turkey, I guess. And, by the way, if you're wondering where cold turkey comes from, I don't fucking know. But I I had heard, I don't know if this is true, you guys tell me, that uh, I guess when you go through withdrawals, you get like goosebumps and shit like turkey skin. Or if, if it's cold, I guess it's even worse. So I, get, I think that's where it comes from. It comes from guys that quit cold turkey and then they go through withdrawals. But anyway, uh, you got to quit fucking cold turkey. And you got to do it on your own terms. And the only thing you can do is replace it with something positive that, that you can be passionate about. Like stand-up comedy or, or whatever it is. Or, or something else that you love more than it. Like, uh, you know, you got to love your wife or your husband or your you know your, your partner more than you love this thing and if it causes you to have a lesser relationship or problems then you need to make the choice to choose the thing you love more than it or career stand up art your passion and and that's what it comes down to is a um i i i have an addictive personality and i've always been in control but i can tell this is unhealthy for me. When I'm working out, I have shortness of breath. And if you're on stage, you're going to have shortness of breath. And you need to be, you have no idea. If you don't know what I mean when I say you have to breathe in the right spot, then you ain't ready to fucking be a headlining comedian or be a comedian in general. If you're a real comedian and I tell you, what it means to breathe in the wrong spot, you're a fucking real comedian. But if you don't know what I mean by that, take a fucking class, all right? Uh, You cannot jeopardize where you breathe. It's all timing. And I've also known for a fact for years, like I said, we've had episodes on it, that being healthy has made me a better performer and a comedian. Because you're more energetic, you're more, you know, you'll uh, active. You're uh, 
putting all of your passion into the performance right then, all your energy into it. Your mind is clear. I'm a big believer in what you eat, what you consume. It does have a lot to do with your heart, soul, and mind. Depression. I feel like you can be depressed from eating things. So, I mean, these are all facts. So, uh, I know that when I'm healthier, I'm a better performer. Mind clear, remembering everything, being open to adjust to things that happen in the room, remembering to breathe in the right spot. Nobody's a fucking perfect performer. We all try to be, but like a perfect performer is like all your breathing's in the right spot. Every All your pauses in the right spot. Everything just hits. Everything's remembered. Something happens in the room. You adapt, boom, hit it, come back. It just flows, you know? And uh, this is what you want. And you decrease the odds of having a good set the more you're unprepared, cloud-minded, uh, unhealthy, sluggish. So you have to do all these things. And I should I'm preach to myself because, you know, I do enjoy some foods. I do get into moods where I don't feel like working out. I've never been a big workout guy. I do enjoy a cocktail. Uh, I do want to unwind with a cigar or something to smoke when I'm stressed or especially on the road. Um, but it's important that you got to uh, not just move things from room to room. You have to actually make the change within and be the best performer that you can be or be the best uh, husband that you can be, whatever, whatever it is. You have to choose the thing that's more important. And uh, if anything, do it for yourself, for your health, you know. Um, it is very important for me to be the best performer that I can be. As I said, I cannot afford to be any less than. There's already so many guys ahead of me that aren't even funnier than me. Now imagine the guys that are funnier than me than ahead of me. How can I afford to take, to not give it my all? So if it's if it's affecting my breathing while I'm working out, it's affecting your breathing while you're performing, and it's affecting your mind for thinking, especially creatively or in the moment. So that's why I wanted to talk about addiction today. And uh, it's just something that's on my mind and something that I'm going through. Again, not that I've ever let it get out of control. I'm very in control. My career has always been first because of my fear of I've seen people fucking ruin their careers or even ruin their set and never get booked again. I fear of that. So I'm always in control and responsible. And uh, I pride myself on acting professional in any comedy club. So uh, it's never really been a problem. But I know that. And I'm still going to drink. And I, I probably might even still smoke still. But I'm just going to make it a rarity, a special occasion, you know, uh, type thing. And um, But the important thing is not to lie to yourself, to move things from room to room. You're not eliminating the problem. You're moving the problem around and replacing it with something else. So um, do your best. That's all I can ask from you. And at the end of the day, you're going to make yourself proud. And you're going to have to look back at this time at one point or another and I want you to be happy with the choices that you've made and not feel like well I already made these choices and now I'm stuck this far along and fuck it I'm, I'm happy so I, I'm going to keep going like it's a it's not what I want for anybody and I want everybody to follow their dream and their passion and to know that you can do it and uh, I mean reach out I ain't a fucking professional I don't know I'm going through shit if you want to talk 
I'm on Instagram at Augustino Zoida. You can go to homeschoolpod.com, click on contact. Those emails come to me, you know. I do what I can, everybody. I do what I can. How about this? How about we end on this? All right, you guys. Uh, we haven't done this in a while. Let's continue the Oscar nominations. If you don't know, I, um, I was uh, I had this little segment on here. We did some episodes that were called mm-hmm. in the Oscar goes to, and I just started at 1973, working my way to current, and we just read the nominations of the Oscars and see, just because I'm a movie fan, I often think that the Oscars get it wrong, so let's see what they did. I think... Uh, uh, yeah, we let we, last year we last time I did 2005. Let's end off on 2006. How about that? Let's do that. This should be fun. Let's end on a high note. 2006. Here's what's nominated for best picture: Brokeback Mountain, Crash, Capote, Good Night, and Good Luck. So of these, I've heard of everything except for Good Night and Good Luck. I've seen them all. I've I've actually never seen Brokeback Mountain to be 100 percent honest with you. Uh, and, and Good Night, Good Luck. And I will tell you what one is Crash. Uh, you know what? I don't. I can't say I disagree with it. Maybe it wasn't as well made as some of these other ones that are nominated. But the content of and and the and the message behind Crash and you know the All Star. I I feel like. Uh, I mean I don't know. I'd have to see what other 2006 movies came out. Or, or pardon me, it's probably 2005 movies that came out that year that maybe they weren't even nominated. But uh, I ain't mad at that fucking selection. Um. Best Actor nominations, Hustle and Flow, uh, for uh, Terrence Howard was nominated for Best Actor. He was also in Crash. No nomination there, I don't think. Um, Heath Ledger got nominated for Brokeback Mountain. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix for Walk the Line. But the winner went to Philip Seymour Hoffman for Capote. Apparently, da- uh, Daniel Strathern was was also nominated for Good Night, Good Luck. I don't even know what that is, to be honest with you. Is it something I should see? Let me know, guys. Um, best supporting actor, we've got Matt Dillon from Crash, um, Paul Giamatti from Cinderella Man, George Clooney for Syrian, uh, Syriana, sorry, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal for Brokeback Mountain, and William Hurt for History of Violence, and George Clooney won. I never saw that movie, but I gotta tell you guys, I ain't a fucking giant fan of George Clooney. I've never seen him play anything that wasn't the same fucking character over and over again. Um... I would have said my fucking Matt Dillon or Paul Giamatti. Best Actress. Here's the nominations. We've got Charlize Theron for North Country. Kira Knightley for Pride and Prejudice. Uh, Felicity Huffman for Transamerica. Judy Dench for Mrs. Henderson Presents. I don't know what that is. Reese Witherspoon for Walk the Line. It went to Reese Witherspoon. Hey, good for her. I don't know. I'm not too familiar with these other movies. Great actresses, though. Last but not least, from 2006, we have Best Director category. So, Crash was obviously nominated. We got Good Night, Good Luck. Uh, that, that was George Clooney, actually. He directed it. Munich by Steven Spielberg and Brokeback Mountain by Ang Lee and uh, Capote by Bennett Miller. The winner went to Brokeback Mountain. Again, I'm not too familiar with the movies that came out in 2005, so the 2006 Oscars, I don't know if they got it right or wrong because a lot of times there'll be movies that weren't even fucking nominated. But anyway, that was fun. Message of the podcast, everybody. I know fucking addiction is hard, and all you could do is fucking be your best. And if there's any motivation I can give you, it's that uh, be under control and have sights on things that are more important to you and more important to the people that are important to you and more important in life. And uh, I've got goals, 
I ain't going to let anything stupid get in the way of it. And even if it ain't that bad, you know, I have a cocktail from time to time, as long as I already went up on stage, or I like to smoke uh, here and there, that's all fucking great. But if it starts getting in the way of my performance, breathing, health, eh, it's not the wise choice, everybody. I'm Augustino Zoida, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate it. I apologize to those of you that, like I said, you know, my YouTube ain't fucking off and popping anyway. So uh, I'm sorry that there's no video on this, but you can have this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts like always, which is the majority where where, uh, my uh, downloads come from. But anyway, guys, I hope to see you at one of my upcoming shows. I've got... uh, Los Angeles, California, the day before Thanksgiving. Memphis, Tennessee, December 3rd, one night only. And then uh, New Year's Eve weekend, the 29th through the 31st, ending my year out strong. The Only Love Can Save the World Tour 2022 ends in Phoenix, Arizona. You can get all of these tickets on my website at homeschooledpod.com. Why am I looking at the camera? I ain't fucking recording. Anyway, you can get all tickets at homeschoolpod.com. Click on tour or augustinocomedian.com. Click on tour and stay tuned because I got a lot of fucking dates coming up in 2023. A brand new tour. Brand new tour name, brand new tour dates. But for now, I'm Augustino Zoida. Don't forget that only love can save the world. This is Homeschool Podcast. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.